Dímelo mi gente, how's it going? Welcome to the Latinos Unidos Project. I am your host and creator, Omar Fernandez Candelaria, and uh, welcome to episode three. Today is a very special episode. I am very honored to have this guest on my podcast and show. Um, she is a multi-talented creative who was born in New York City. However, she would consider herself both from New York and Lancaster herself. Uh, she has a degree uh, in business management in the arts and entertainment industry from Pace University. And she graduated uh, this May of uh, 2021. So big congrats. Uh, she is actually a published writer poet who released a collection uh, in the past few months uh, called A Fire Inside Her. This is what it looks like. Highly recommend it. Amazing piece of work. You can uh, get it on Amazon and links will be in the description. Uh, she is also a singer-songwriter under her own name, and you can find her music on all streaming platforms. And she actually has a new song called Divine. Uh, big fan, big fan. Uh, and she also has her own uh, media project called the Love Voice Note Project, which we will get into. I am an absolute fan. Uh, I will probably fanboy this entire, uh, <laughs> this entire session here. But please help me receive my guests with a warm welcome, Kat Marcela. Absolutely, absolutely. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah. Just to make sure we're, we're in frame here. You All good? Right. Yeah. Perfect. Hello. Hello, thank hello. Thank you for having me. Absolutely. Thank you. Thank you. Okay. Um, have you ever done something like this before? I have not, no. So this is the first time? Yeah. Awesome. Okay. All right. Me too. I mean, my second guest, so. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so how's it going? How's your Saturday going for you? It's good. I'm here. We're here. Doing a podcast for the first time in my life, <laughs> talking about my artwork, so I'm very thankful. Absolutely. No, I'm, that's what I'm here for, right? I'm here to celebrate sort of Latinos and Hispanics when they're doing great things. And again, I'm a big fan, big fan. So, uh, okay. So let's get started. Um, so tell me, if somebody was to ask you, what is your background? You know, what, what would you say? So I'm Ecuadorian. Um, both my mom and dad were born in Ecuador and then came here to America and moved to New York City. I was born in Queens, New York. That's where I would say I'm from. Then I moved here actually to Lancaster County yeah. um, in PA and halfway like through my childhood to teenagehood i was raised here then i moved back to new york city for college <laughs> so i'm definitely you know proud to be from both new york and um lancaster county yeah so that's it and yeah so you, okay so you bounce between new york and lancaster and um okay so then growing up or i guess even now do you find that it's like sort of an identity crisis between like, you know, are you from New York or are you from Lancaster or have you just accepted the fact? Yeah, I'm from both places. That is a good question. Um, I definitely would say yes. Identity crisis. <laughs> I've had that multiple times. <laughs> I used to always like negate that I'm from Lancaster when sure. I like have, um, you know, parties and stuff with my friends in New York and they'd be like oh this is my friend and then they'd say she's from PA and I'm like no like no I'm not <laughs> but that was really just because of how um my upbringing again how mm. like how weird it was for me to say that yeah I'm from like this suburban area mm. coming from a big city absolutely but now I definitely love it more now I'm back and I've seen how special Lancaster County is I've met a lot of people a lot of creative people mm -hmm. um it's it's nice it's it's beautiful and i'm like 
I'm okay with saying that. I meet nice. people and I'm like, yeah, I'm from PA. <laughs> no, it's yeah. it's funny because um, I almost have like a sort of similar sort of uh, connotation to Lancaster when I was younger as well. I uh, or even like up until recently. So I again, you know, people who watch this podcast know that I went to grad school. I did chemistry. I'm a big nerd. So I would go present research that I would do at conferences mm -hmm. across the United States. Yeah. And of course, Lancaster, PA, Lancaster equals Amish. So the first question people mm -hmm. had for me is like, are you Amish? Yeah. Like, <laughs> do I no? Do I look Amish? But I, I guess I was, I wouldn't say proud to say I was from Lancaster, but honestly being back home in Lancaster and sort of like now starting my own professional life, like that's all I talk about now is Lancaster. Like I'm so proud to, say that I grew up here, sort of like my upbringings are from here. And it's like you're saying, you're saying it's like Lancaster has a lot of things and, you know, it's up and coming, of course. And there's a little bit for everybody, I think. Um, but of course, New York City is awesome as well. I, uh, I was close to being in New York City, actually. I, uh, I was looking at NYU for grad school as well. Me too. <laughs> and, oh, awesome. Okay. Yeah. And uh, I loved it. I loved it. But um, I don't know, part of me just, I don't know, just said, uh, no, I don't know. I guess it was a gut feeling. Yeah. For sure. For sure. But uh okay. So you're Ecuadorian and so did your parents, you know, how did you guys settle here in, in Lancaster then? It was a or, big I guess in culture Queens, shock. Yeah. Or well, I mean from Queens since, since that's all I've known my whole sure. life, but for them that's like a whole other story, I guess, yeah. <laughs> about their life. Sure. Um, but it they you know, they I guess what would you say assimilated mm -hmm. um pretty fine but in a good way where they never let me like lose my roots nice so my first language is actually spanish and then very nice i learned english in pre-k yeah i went to a jewish pre-k which is really yeah um, wow very cool very interesting random fact um <laughs> i did i went with my cousin and the reason why was because where i had like grew up in um it was predominantly um a lot of like jewish um people and it was you know like the thing at the time and i thought that was cool to think back now it's yeah. still like that um in a lot of areas in queens huh. so i went to that pre-k and yeah um <laughs> then regular school yeah the public school yeah, yeah 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 and then we moved to pa and again like i said culture shock yeah there was um not many hispanic people or latino yeah. people and it was really hard to like feel comfortable with myself and in, in my own skin and know yeah. that like not a lot of people were accepting of who i was yeah. even though i was just a kid yeah you know, like, i mean of course it's like microaggressions yeah. that you perhaps like ignored yeah. at that point in time but you look back right yeah you don't think about it at the time because you're just a kid yeah but yeah i i you know like just being who i am and just staying to be like open and nice i feel like you know after time people just became my friend and mm -hmm. i learned that you know not everyone thinks like that so I made a good friend group and then nice. I just, you know, got more comfortable with myself. Time passed. And then eventually when it was time for college, I was like, okay, I need to go back to New York. Like, <laughs> I, I don't think I want to stay here during these important years. Absolutely. But I'm back now. And like I said, I'm, everything's okay. Like, I'm, yeah. I like it. <laughs> yeah. I think, um, I think, yeah, it's for somebody, I guess, who's grown up in Lancaster, I think it's good to, to, to leave. I think it is needed. Yeah. I think, um. I mean, again, Lancaster is awesome, but I think there's a point too where you just kind of need to see another part of the of the world or another city. And New York City is a world in itself, right? Like you find mm -hmm. so many different people, cultures, sort of anything, honestly. Um, 
But uh, yeah, that's sort of similar sort of background as me. You know, I, Spanish is my first language as well. You know, again, I, I speak Spanish to my parents um, and my family, both from Mexico and Puerto Rico. But uh, yeah, I learned English when I was, yeah, in pre-K. We called it like Wonder Club. Um, and, you know, just like hanging out with the kids around the block. But I guess like thinking back, I, I really spoke Spanglish for like the pa- like for the first like five, six years of my life. Because... <laughs> <laughs> I, I don't know, because I would speak Spanish to my mom, and then I thought everybody else knew Spanish in the world. So, like, I would speak Spanish to my friends too. Growing up, it was uh, <laughs> it, it was just a mess. It was a mess for sure. But um, okay, so then you're obviously Hispanic, you know, and uh, you, and you mentioned sort of, you know, your your parents sort of instilled the culture, you know, in you growing up. And how important was that? I guess and looking, you know, at it now. Very important. I'm very grateful for that. Just knowing that, you know, I'm 21 now and Mm -hmm. I can speak Spanish and not be afraid of being vocal for my community and, you know, be proud of my ethnicity and my background. Mm -hmm. It's it's definitely something that, you know, I look up to them for because if, you know, the universe allows me to, if I ever have children, I would definitely want to do that, too, and just make sure that they know Spanish and are aware of their culture, both sides, you know, the American culture. Yeah, and of course. Being Hispanic, so. No, absolutely. I um, no, I I agree. You know, I'm very grateful for my own uh, parents as well. You know, and I was very lucky that I would um, like every summer growing up, I would go to Puerto Rico. You know, yeah. to to know my family, also obviously continue Spanish, and um, you know, knowing the culture as well. And then I would also go to Mexico visit my family as well. Um, and I'm sincerely grateful, and I will forever be grateful. You know, I, I'm I'm proud to say, yeah, I know, I know Spanish as well. And, you know, I can communicate with so many other people, you know, and I think it's, it's a superpower for sure. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm just really, really, it's just our culture is so cool because it's so rich and just so different. And even depend, like even considering like other Latin American countries, each per- yeah. like country has its own thing. I mean, like you see the two flags there, right? Like know, Puerto I Rico and Mexico. Like, I love that. I love the pride. <laughs> 100 percent 100 percent but um okay so then um how did your love for art and music start um at a very young age i think just it's just something that was like secondhand nature yeah just as a human i don't know um i always used to like sing and just make stuff Um, my mom actually put me in a lot of art classes um when I was really little, like way, probably too young for them. Okay. But I used to go to the Guggenheim Museum in Manhattan when I was like seven years old, which is like this really big museum over there. um, And take little like clay making classes. So it was random stuff that I was always in, like thrown into. Okay. And then she put me in like ballet class that lasted like a week. I had like (laughs) um, karate classes. So yeah, like typical New York City kid things where you're literally like, tasting everything at a young age so I was exposed to that and you know with time even with moving around between PA and New York I um I didn't stop Mm -hmm. I was always like making something or singing a song or writing down like little short stories I used to love all my English classes they were like my favorite time of the day never liked math I still don't like (laughs) math um but yeah so that just sorry (laughs) you're fine that never stopped um and to this day i'm always making art yeah and 
what else? Um, oh, wait, don't worry. We can cut this out, right? Uh, yeah, we can cut this out. Yeah, I was going to say, no, 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 like... Oh, like want. this? Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. You're totally fine. Oh, yeah, we're good. <laughs> okay. Okay, wait. <laughs> um, so, so, sorry. Yeah. So, yeah. Do you know where you're at with your story? Or do you... Cut? Yeah. No, I'm fine. Okay. Um, okay. So, yeah. Always making art. And to this day, I think I just started looking at different media options. And I got into film. Um, I took a film class in high school. And then never did much with it. I went to Cali for like a trip for it. Oh, so nice. that was cool. That opened my eyes to a lot. Okay. And then I started this project this year because this year has been really eye-opening. Mm -hmm. So I was like a lot of things are like breaking for a lot of people emotionally and just like in their life. Yeah. And especially with COVID. And I think like the one thing that's been holding people together has been love. Like oh, yeah. whether it's for a person or, you know, like life or your family or anything like yourself just to like keep going in the midst of it all. Yeah. So I think, you know, it was a good idea to start that and kind of connect people. And I did, I feel like I, met a lot of amazing people, a lot of amazing creatives that participated in my project, actually. So I have their voice notes that oh, are going to awesome. be featured. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, didn't meet the, uh, I didn't meet the the deadline for it. I wish I did. Yeah, you're fine. <laughs> I, I might have more um, okay. more episodes coming out since I'll definitely let you. Yeah, submit. very, very excited about that. Um, okay, so yeah, so we can just, yeah, bounce around. So love is interesting right yeah. i think it's it's very <laughs> it's i think it's scary i think it's the most um uh shoot i can't english right now no it's it's just scary it's it can be a lot of things for a lot of people it can be the most comforting feeling ever but it could also be the most honestly traumatic experience that somebody can also go through and um and the thing with love as well is that it's ever changing you know one day we can be okay with it and sort of go about our lives sort of understanding what that may mean for us but it's always changing i think um you know and so uh yeah this year has been definitely difficult for many people of course and yeah i, I understand sort of from you know what we talked off off the air yeah um but yeah so i guess that sort of you know is this something you always had in mind or was this really sort of spawned from from you know this, this was year. honestly really like um i guess spawned from yeah. <laughs> this year and inspired from like everything i've ever felt and endured the past year sure like just with I, I also went through like a heartbreak <laughs> and you know a lot of people did this year i feel yeah, like for sure just all these things and people that um have shared their own heartaches with me so yeah. i was like yeah this would be a great project to bring people together and it's up and running i'll have episodes coming out soon absolutely um, another one this week actually or no next week <laughs> next week yeah, yeah that's right i'll uh, i'll be posting it all on my on my social media so don't worry <laughs> Thank you. but um so then relaying this project then to uh actually your your book a fire inside her so you were very vulnerable in this in this in this uh poetry collection which i really admire um but tell me about this you know how how did you you know how did you decide i want to sit down and write this or is this sort of like well this is a collection but you know yeah was this from like months and and like the making you know tell me a little so, about, about it 
Yeah, I'm so happy that you're asking. Um, I know this was planned. You know, we were going to talk about <laughs>、right. just that part that, you know, my book, but really being in the moment of it, of it's, course. it's crazy to think I haven't spoken to anybody about it. Here、and、we yeah, are. Yeah, I know. In that way, where I'm just like, so it actually wasn't something that was not planned, but it wasn't planned. So,、okay. to put it very simply, I have always been writing poetry.、Mm-hmm. I've always been writing since, like I said, since I was very young.、Mm-hmm. It's just a part of me. And, you know, after a while, once I was like 15 years old in high school, I realized, like, you know, I have a lot, a big collection at this point. And if I just keep going, maybe I can write a book. Okay. So once I finished high school, I、um, went into college and I kept writing. And I think in the beginning of college was when I was like, you know, this could be like a real thing. And、mm-hmm. my poetry page on Instagram、um, is called Poetry Escape.、Okay. But the. A is a V.、So、okay. Okay. Yeah. So that is something that I didn't really take too seriously in the beginning. And right now it's still very like low key. Sure.、Um, you can definitely find my poems there, anybody.、Mm-hmm. But it's, it's more just been like a personal page to just put those poems out that I didn't want to put into, into the book,、sure. I guess. So、um, that kind of started off into turning into a thing that was called A Fire Inside Her, that was a poetry. IG account. Okay. And then I was like, this would be a good book title because all these poems are about my experiences with love and like depression and、sure. anxiety. So, me being vulnerable was definitely the intention.、Um, mm-hmm. Just because I feel like when someone's vulnerable, you can also be vulnerable if、yeah. you feel safe enough to do so. So, I think that's what the book was about. It was for all genders. And a lot of people,、um, they'd be like, oh, if I inside her, maybe, you know, I'm a guy, I don't want、right. to read it. But I don't believe me. I, I have、yeah. like pages here in quotes that yeah, I, I want to hear about it. Go ahead. <laughs> that I also、whatever. sort of、uh, connected with as well, for sure.、Yeah. Um, no, that, that's awesome. I mean, that's beautifully said. I think,、um, that's, I think poetry is, is really cool. And of course, this kind of goes hand in hand with your, your, also your music, too, I'm sure.、Mm-hmm. You know, you know, you're also very vulnerable and, and sort of the music that you have out there in, in your catalog now.、Uh, big fan. <laughs> But.、Um, Yeah, I mean, just like sort of reading the summary in the back, I, I really liked what you said here. You know, this embarks a reader on a journey of self destruction and healing. And you can really see that from beginning to end in this book, right? I think in the middle, like it gets very intense, you know, but、yeah. by the end, you know, you're sort of finding that love, you know, you're finding that, that okay,、um, you know, was, was sort of putting the, this collection together. Like, did you have that in mind already?、Um, or did it like organically sort of come, come out that way? Yeah, so it did. I would say it definitely came out organically in the、mm-hmm. sense of that is a piece of me, like my, my years of, you know, the self destructive、yep. parts, teenagehood, college、mm-hmm. years, where I was just like, like I was, you know, saying very angsty, dealing、yep. with a lot of mental health issues,、mm-hmm. kind of figuring out like my purpose, even though I already had known. In a way,、yeah. you know, just to create.、Um, but I didn't, I was always denying it. I was always、okay. denying like parts of me that, you know, made、sure. me happy.、Yeah. So I think by the end of it, where I was like, I should split this, once I was done kind of like writing them out, writing all the poems together, I was like, these could be subtitles.、Okay. I can make these into chapters. And that's kind of what happened. So I see. Yeah. Pouring gasoline is the first one. And then、yep. it just keeps going up to like gauze, which is, you know, like healing. Healing. <laughs> So. Absolutely.、Um, 
No, I mean, I guess I could spend this whole entire podcast just sort of going word for word because honestly, this is so well put. I I was very impressed. Um, you. you know, there there are points in this in this um, collection, you know, that I sort of got sort of maybe regret out of it you know would you consider yourself somebody that's regretful for things that have happened or do you think you know that what happened has happened and you know we can continue on i think the one thing um it's kind of corny but not really like the thing because you know it's such a like well-known i guess Mm -hmm. quote but like the one thing that i i've regretted like my whole life is just not doing the things that i could have done or i should have done yeah so it's like it's not really my actions that I've ever regretted because of anything, every action I've taken, good or bad, I've learned from. So I don't regret that. Um, a lot of my negative experiences have allowed me to grow as a person, as an artist, human, daughter, like sister, anything. Yeah. But um, a lot of things I should have done or I could have done for myself or for other people, I definitely would say I, I had regrets for. Now I've come to peace with myself and mm-hmm. with everything. <laughs> I'm definitely very good with inner peace right now i'm thankful for that but um i wouldn't say i'm regretful i definitely would have that book definitely was me letting it out and saying hey like i regretted this (laughs) now i've learned and i hope you learn too so absolutely no um yeah i mean i i've sort of like learned things for myself that uh, you know i never put into words that you so like eloquently put um highly recommend people please pick this book up it's a great sort of yeah, sort of self-destruction and healing that you can kind of see within yourself as well. Um, you know, so you obviously are a multi-talented person. Uh, you know, within your family, you know, would you say other people are sort of creatives themselves? You know, is art and sort of music sort of a big deal in your family as well? It it actually is, which is funny. No. Um, it's more on my dad's side. My mom's okay. side, um, not really, not as much. But my dad's side, um, my uncle's, a lot of them would like get together too in my childhood. Uh, this actually integrates with, you know, being Hispanic. Of course. And they would just sing, um, not merengue, but like <laughs> a lot of old like Ecuadorian music okay. that I honestly to this day, I still have to find them on like YouTube, like sure. Ecuadorian mixes. <laughs> but they would sing a lot of songs that, you know, a lot of us know or yeah. just salsa and like oh, always yeah. having parties, always dancing. Yeah. So. I would see that and I'd be like, that's so cool. Like, they're all just, you know, having a good time with the mic in their hand and just laughing. Yeah, just so. And a lot of them were actually good. Like, um, my one uncle can sing, <laughs> but, okay. you know, he he's very low-key with it. He paints, too. And I would see that and he'd always push me to be like, hey, like, you can paint. Like, yeah. Keep going. Like, you're young. I didn't realize this till I was, like, 50. And I'm like, okay, you know, one day I'll keep going with it. So. Yeah. Yeah, it's kind of, it's been a, a thing in my family. I'm very low-key, but mm-hmm. I've always been surrounded by some type of music. Or that's something. awesome. No, that's awesome. You know, I th- and I think, you know, going, you know, back to Hispanic roots, I think that is a very Hispanic thing because those are honestly one of my favorite memories, you know, growing up is mm-hmm. when, you know, you have a party together, a collective over, you know, the older people, you know, drinking and yeah. then people just like dancing, singing. It, yeah. uh, it honestly is such a, a vibe a vibe it's honestly <laughs> a vibe and uh no so you know i i guess have always been around music myself well i've been fascinated um by music my my whole life you know of course 
I'm a big salsa head. I love salsa. I love to dance myself. I wish I knew how to dance salsa. <laughs> I love merengue. I can dance merengue. Okay, that's but fair. I can't dance salsa. Listen, I say that, but I am no expert myself. I just, yeah. you know, I know how to defend myself. Yeah. Um, but you know, I guess like my family really hasn't, you know, people. Honestly, I'm like the only one in my family that knows how to dance, like actually, and also, you know, has an appreciation for music. You know, that actually went out my way to learn music production and sort of like have a musically inclined ear i guess if that makes sense yeah i was curious about that too because you also have music on. i was wondering yeah so. i mean so uh yeah so actually how that happened so if you look to your your right those are turntables right there so i started djing when i was 16 mm -hmm. um but i started playing guitar when i was in like middle school so i would have been like what 12 13 um and i took lessons for a couple of years as well um but I initially wanted to play piano, but it was too expensive. So my, my parents got me a guitar mm -hmm. and uh, and I was okay with. But uh, I honestly don't even know at what point I sort of wanted to pursue music or at least like dabble with it. Um, but what initially made me want to start DJing was, uh, <laughs> okay, do you know the EDM uh, like dubstep person called Skrillex? Yeah. Okay. So I remember watching a video that he was performing in front of like thousands of people. And I thought that was the coolest thing ever. Mm -hmm. I'm like, you know what? I want to be like him. So then like a week later, I got my first sort of like DJ controller and, and speakers that I still have over there. Um, but then I guess through, you know, like doing gigs and sort of like experimenting with music production, I use Ableton. Um, I don't know. It, it's just so fascinating for me to to just, I don't know, make sounds that have no reason to sound good at all together but they do yeah and i honest, honestly thought that's like the coolest thing ever and to create like an original piece and i think that's just a curiosity that i have within myself you know Definitely. i i really like to learn new things and to me music is ever you know you just find new things yeah um but you know i guess now you know i still have music you can find me on spotify and apple music people um uh i don't know i'm very influenced now with um a lot of you know like hispanic music spanish music like salsa again reggaeton bachata boleros baladas um and i don't know i i really uh am really for for that i guess like i didn't really listen to a lot of spanish music up until i'd say okay i lie i would always listen to spanish music I'd be blasting reggaeton as like an eight-year-old kid. Yeah. <laughs> but it wasn't something like within my teenage years, I sort of, you know, went away with that and sort of, you know, started listening to like hip hop and, and alternative stuff like that. But it wasn't until like the past like four or five years that I just had this like, I don't know, music renaissance, I guess, in my brain. And like, that's literally all I listen to now. But, um, Long story short, I guess my music sort of career just started um, started pure curiosity from music and just wanting to know what production looked like. Yeah, and you for that. And sort of, uh, yeah, pursu pursuing that. I'm not good, but <laughs> I enjoy what I do, you know, and, and I think as a creative, I think it's important to show people your art, no matter if it's good or bad. You know, as long as, you know, you think it's cool and you want to show people, go for it. You have some good stuff, so lies, but... <laughs> thank you. Thank no, you. Yeah. Much appreciated. I just kept thinking, like, props to you in the sense of, like, I think um, a lot of music, like, a lot of producers that I've worked with, yeah. um, it's not easy 
yeah. it's really not you have to have like a knack for it and yeah. i'm always so grateful when they like are doing amazing at it and they do it fast yeah. and i'm just like wow and it's usually like a small keyboard that they're working with yeah. and they're just kind of like do 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 and then from there a whole like song is going it's, or like, a isn't sample. that so amazing like even yeah. to this day you know I'll, I'll watch like music production videos or just even musicians in the studio and like you're yeah. saying they have these little small like yeah keyboards keys or like keys, notes and all they have is a computer but you just the sheer like music that just Your comes ear. out of that. something in them and i don't I'm like, understand I, I as an artist a yeah. singer like a musician i play piano i play guitar uh -huh. i sing obviously i yeah. write my music but then when it like i've tried fruity loops i've tried yeah. not ableton i've tried logic okay. and i would be like yeah i'm gonna learn i'd watch videos and it's not really that i think like oh i can't it was more like you definitely have to have a passion for it yeah as passionate as, as i am about singing i don't think i could be about using logic Absolutely. in a studio but there are people that do that and i think that's amazing that's it's like, um it's it still helps. incredible <laughs> yeah it is hard it is hard yeah. and you know it can be very overwhelming uh in the beginning when you absolutely know nothing but um but yeah so then i guess that's a good segue i guess into into yeah. now music you know yeah definitely um you know at what point did you decide to take music seriously you know at what point did you decide yeah. you know what i'm gonna go in the studio or i'm gonna record myself put on soundcloud put it on like mm -hmm. uh you know obviously streaming platforms you know walk me through that so 2019 would say so not too long ago um okay was actually when i put my first song on soundcloud it's okay. and i remember this because the song is called sweet 19 if you look uh -huh. it up on soundcloud it's not on other streaming services it's sure. just on soundcloud yeah. so it's like that very soundcloud yep. lo-fi vibe sort of vibe big fan big fan yeah and <laughs> that song like a lot of people really liked it and it was weird because i like i've always been very insecure and just very mm. like full of self-doubt how we were talking off air yep. you know i guess in the culture that we grow up in just is mm -hmm. very to be like humble I, we're taught to be humble and just yep. to you know be respectful and don't be too loud because just i don't it's know that's how it, it is with my family uh, no it's the same i think it's very yeah. common in hispanic households as well yeah and it's great uh, it's being humble is a great quality yeah. and i don't want to ever not be humble oh, absolutely um but you know i learned that there's a balance that you can be a humble good person with values but you can also be not afraid to like make a change and to put mm -hmm. your art out there and to be heard because most of the time people are doing it for good reasons yeah and that's what i always felt you know i make art because not only do I feel like I need to, but it's just something where, you know, maybe I can make someone smile with a song or yeah. something silly. Absolutely. So, yeah, um, I took it seriously at like 19, I guess. And then the past three years, almost four now, it's just been like me recording um, in, at home or I've gone to a few studios mm -hmm. um, with my friends in Queens mm -hmm. and... I got the taste of that. And now, you know, since this was also recent, I'm like thinking maybe I can finally, you know, put in work to go to a real, real studio sure. and just maybe make an EP. Who knows? Please do. Yeah. Please, please do. Please yeah, that's do. in the works. So we'll see where, where that takes me. Um, That's definitely in the works. I'm, I'm excited for that. Um, no, that's that's amazing. That's so cool. No, your just music is so cool. I really enjoy it. You know, especially the ones that you have on SoundCloud as well. That you don't have on streaming platforms. Yeah, I think you have one called uh, "Meet Me Halfway." 
Yeah, that right. one. Um, that's in on Apple Music and Spotify too. Oh, it is okay. Yeah, but it's I never like advertise it as much as okay. the other songs, I guess. But I I love that song. Um, I worked on that song with a small like local band in Queens called. I wouldn't say small. They're small because they're very low key. Okay. Um, if they watch this, they'll know <laughs> what I mean. But on SoundCloud. They have a really big following. Awesome. Like, huge. It's crazy. They're one wow. of those underground bands where you don't know who's behind the yeah. guitar. Okay. Like, they don't show their face. Interesting. But they're huge. And um, they're called Touch, but not T-O-U-C-H, T-U-H. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. C-H. You, yeah. Uh, you've, you've collaborated with them. Um, yeah. Yeah. A few times. Yeah. Um, so it was that song. And then I've had the guitarist, the lead guitarist. Mm. Um, his name's Jamie Okay. And he's helped me with some other songs too. Like cool. I'll be there. That's another song that mm -hmm. I have that um they helped me with. And yeah, little other things on SoundCloud. There's a little short, like I think it's I guess like forty seconds long, fifty seconds long. It's okay. called Um You'll Be the Shore and I'll Be the Line. Okay. So it's okay if you haven't heard that. It's a really random, like sporadic thing I okay. put on SoundCloud, but it's just an acoustic of me singing and mm. someone playing the guitar and yeah. So I might yeah no I definitely have uh have heard it before I just I just can't get the the name you know the song name to yeah. to it but um that's amazing that's so cool like just to see that you know you take the time to you know collaborate with others right and it really seems that you are very much taking it seriously and and I hope that you continue to do it because you have an amazing voice you know like I was saying off the air her her voice is is so airy so melancholic it's it's amazing um. Thank you. <laughs> would you uh would you ever make a song in Spanish? I would. Um the one song I'll be there that I was mentioning before, I yeah. actually have a part that's about it's not that long. It's like 15 20 seconds, okay. I think, but it kind of begins with that. So, okay. if you if anybody listens to it, um you'll see that I did sing in Spanish like this one verse okay. to start it off. And I, after doing that, like a lot of people have asked me that yeah. they've been like, oh, how, would you ever make a song in Spanish or like reggaeton or R&B? Yeah. And I would definitely start off with R&B because that's where that's, I'm more I think, at. Yeah, yeah for so. sure. Your your voice is so perfect for that. Yeah. But um, I, uh, well, hey, if you need a, a low, a lo-fi sort of chill reggaeton yeah, beat, which is, I got it. <laughs> that's what I was going <laughs> to talk to you about after actually. um, Definitely. I, I would do that. I think I would touch more people like just audience wise yeah. and you know make more connections and again Absolutely. part I mean, of our community and I, I mean of course you know you find yourself a lot in new york city i mean there's a huge hispanic population yeah. there right and of course there's a, a lot of famous and big time artists you know spanish artists come from there so mm -hmm. yeah i think it would just be another avenue to sort of venture off venture into, off yeah. into and also sort of have an impact too within the community itself um but uh, okay, it just reminds me off topic. But okay, Selena Gomez. I don't know if you heard, but she has a whole EP that's all in Spanish. I it's called Revelación. Yeah, I think I've heard it. Um, highly recommend. Highly okay. recommend. But it was, you know, obviously because I think she's half Mexican, and I don't know American. what her other yeah. yeah American like that. But she doesn't necessarily know a lot of Spanish. But I think the way, from my understanding, that this project worked out for her was. She she's been meaning to do something like this for years. She just didn't know, but she teamed up with one of my favorite producers of all time, Tiny, mm -hmm. T A I N Y. He's a legend, legend in reggaeton, and he's only thirty. He started making beats when he was only like fourteen, wow, and a legend. But any anywho, 
So yeah, she she made this whole Spanish EP, and she had like a, a like a Spanish teacher coach and and everything to get pronunciations right. But uh, it's an amazing EP, and it really showed another side of of who she is, I guess, in her own identity, right? And I yeah. think, um, yeah, I mean, I personally think there are things that you can express more in Spanish. I think Spanish is more. Um, it's a beautiful language. It's a beautiful language. I don't even know how to describe <laughs> yeah. it, but there are ways to just describe things in the way that you're feeling more profound than mm -hmm. perhaps English. I might be totally wrong. Yeah. Well, that's just how I how <laughs> how yeah. it processed through my mind. No, I get it. Um, so what are your inspirations? You know, when it comes to yeah. music. Um, uh, mm -hmm. music-wise, so I've always thought about this myself and asked myself too, because a lot of people I know are huge fans of like specific artists, yeah. and I've never had someone that I've idolized. Um, okay. Growing up, I would say inspiration-wise, Christina Aguilera. Yeah. I, not only because she's you know partly Ecuadorian, which uh -huh. I think is amazing, amazing, is cool, amazing. Um, she's so talented, and her voice was something that I was like, wow, I aspire to be able to sing like that. Mm -hmm. Like, it's very like strong. It's a power voice. Um. So I would look up to her. We'd play her music. Uh, Shakira, again, being Latina. <laughs> uh, we played her music. My mom would like give me this little bell with like chimes on it. Yeah. And I have like home videos when I was a kid, just like in the sala, in you the know, living just... room, dancing to Shakira, like pretending I'm her. Yeah. So that's another huge inspiration. Um, I loved it. I loved listening to like powerful Hispanic women, mm -hmm. like, making music yeah. <laughs> and just being happy about it and yeah so that and then now um i guess i can just share like my favorite artist like yeah king cruel okay a lot of indie music um definitely has inspired me i would say yeah um king cruel is someone that i think is amazing his diversity with music is insane mm -hmm. um alina baraz people Oof. that we've mentioned big fan of alina um, baraz. sophie myers or yeah she's okay. like indie um who else? A lot of um, bands I grew up listening to, artists like Lana Del Rey, like a mm. lot of us, a lot of girls I know, like <laughs> in that era, yeah. definitely listened to her, her words. Just as, as I was also creating and I was looking at these artists and listening to them when I was also making my own yeah. art and not telling anyone, it was cool because I'd be like, wow, these people are kind of, they would know what I'm talking about. Like, I don't know them, but they <laughs> but, would. But they know. They would understand. They and I understand. And they don't know who I am. But <laughs> yeah, so I, I would say that just a lot of okay. music that I listened to since I was a kid and to this yeah. day, they it's all inspiring. Everyone. Very much. Very much so. Very much so. No, um, again, I make, you know, beats product or just like instrumentals. But like I said before, what inspires me, I guess, is more, I don't know, salsa. Uh, a lot just like the rhythms and sort of like having a lot of percussion or just even like yeah percussion all everywhere uh tiny uh amazing producer sky rompiendo he's like jay bobbins like go-to uh producer um and the whole neon 16 collective so tiny he has his own company called neon 16 and it's just a bunch of like artists and, and other producers but uh yeah i guess what i get done really inspires me a lot really? and when, I, when i'm making beats but the way i make my beats is more more chill like I, i'm a yeah, big I big like, big big fan of chill reggaeton <laughs> okay chill reggaeton beats to study too but um yeah so what's uh okay so how do you go about finding 
producers or collaborations you know how's your process there yeah um, most of the time it's by word of mouth or i'm not gonna lie to you through instagram yeah. or okay. through social media like twitter i um the first person that i ever worked with i think production wise was actually my best friend sweet 19 he mm. um he used a sample no well we got the beat from youtube mm -hmm. and you know typical starting off things of free youtube you do what you gotta do yeah they i reached out to the actual producer oh um, heck yeah of the of the song but my friend was also a producer so he kind of helped me with it and the guy that had originally made the beat was like oh yeah you can you can use it no problem yeah so that, you know, that was that. And then I was like, okay, this is not hard. If I can reach out to like a really big YouTube person that doesn't know me, then I could probably find people. Mm -hmm. And then I did. I started um, like, I guess, you know, making music. People would reach out to me through email or Instagram. And I met some creative people in Queens in New York. Cool. And that's really it. My creative process, I guess, with like networking and finding people is really just having my art out there and either I reach out to them because I love what they're doing or they reach out to me. Mm -hmm. And if, you know, we both are like, we could do something beautiful, then usually yeah. that's just how it goes. Yeah. I think just being open. No, I think that's the beauty with social media, right? It's, yeah. it, it is so easy to uh, communicate, even like you're saying, like a big YouTuber, like, you mm -hmm. know, people, it, it's just easy. You're just like a text away. Like yeah. it's, it's very easy. Um, Oh, that's awesome. That's awesome. And honestly, like, Good for you for putting yourself out there, at least to sort of network, right? I think yeah. it's very important, especially in the music industry and just knowing a lot of people, you know, will go a, a long way. Definitely. Going um, to parties. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> well, before that was the old. No, I'm just kidding. I still party. But <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, no, like, honestly, Absolutely. you meet people and in the craziest ways, coffee shops, anything. Yeah, exactly. No, it's um, it's insane. It, this world is such a, a small world, you know, mm -hmm. and, and it's insane. There's been many instances of people that i've met years ago in some like obsolete place and like i see them again and it's yeah. it's just crazy it's crazy um okay so that um that's sort of like your creative process and so then yeah. um when when you're actually recording yourself you know singing you know um how long does it take you to to write something you know I, okay i know that's just like a pretty general question because it can depend but yeah. You know, is it something that is a working progress or do you just, you know, go at one shot, write something and then record it and like that's it? To be completely honest with you, yes, I would say that I usually do it all in a day. Wow. Um, okay. Yeah, most of the time I don't go back when I when it comes to writing, I take a long time to record. A I'm lot sure. of producers that I've worked with me would know that um they <laughs> i'll be like sorry give me another week and yeah. it, not only because of my busy schedule but because sure. i i like want it to be perfect and yeah. i worked on that not any nothing's going to be perfect sure. there's always a flaw for someone yeah but um yeah so i i usually just write it out i used to use like this little rhyming app that would help me as i'd write and i would find like rhymes with it yeah then i was just would do it freehand it all depends what i'm feeling okay but it most of the time it happens in a day in a few hours a few minutes i just wow. do verse after verse and i like it and i think a lot of that is because i've been writing my whole life and making poems like i said so right. it comes out pretty naturally yeah wow. i wish i could say the same thing when i'm sitting down making making something i wish i could just like look at this computer screen and then it just like whatever's in my brain just yeah like there. put it out there <laughs> yeah if only but um, that's amazing. Okay, so then what I actually had a question here is like, 
I I have never worked with a vocalist before, mm-hmm. right? So I'm not sure sort of like what that looks like, but it seems to me that do you record in one take, you know? And then or is it sort of you record your verse, you and know, whatever verse. and then come back, you know, how does how um, does that work for you? Me personally, I found it easier when I was just starting to do verse by verse. It depends the type of song, the okay. key that I'm singing in how much breath I need to use. Um, definitely if I, you know, being more powerful, more mm-hmm. like strong, I guess, with my singing, I do verse by verse. Um, okay. It's it's a little like difficult, I guess, if you're doing the whole like a three minute song mm-hmm. in one take. Oh, okay. Yeah, a lot of breaths to be cut off. No, but like, <laughs> honestly, I have done it before. Okay. And you just cut off breaths. But sometimes I need it just to keep getting into the flow of it. I'll stop, you know, go back and forth. But yeah, I would say mainly verse by verse. Okay, cool, cool, cool. Yeah, it makes sense that way. I don't know. For whatever reason, I just thought it's like, all right, one take. Let's do it. Yeah, people do that. <laughs> A lot of rappers do that. Do um, that all in one they take. They definitely do it one take. They try their best and they're like, sure. they have good breath work. So it's. Yeah. Shout out all the rappers yeah. out there. Yeah, literally. It's <laughs> not easy. <laughs> do you ever find yourself just like freestyling something? You know, do you find yourself just like, yeah, freestyling? Uh, yeah a lot to come up with Um, like an idea or something i do and i i record it in my voice um memos app so if anyone was to ever steal my phone they would (laughs) like find everything in my brain that i randomly i'll start singing like outside the grocery store or in my house i do this a lot actually so it's funny that you ask (laughs) and i always think like oh maybe i can use it for a future song or i can make this into something so this has been like a thing my whole life and yeah i definitely um do that i love jam sessions for that yep. reason so like any artist that i work with i usually like to jam with them and mm. just you know they have the guitar or whatever instrument we start singing and maybe we record it maybe we don't but yeah i think that's a great way of just making music and 100%. not like writing it out <laughs> yeah i think um it just it's 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 better like that when it's organic right because yeah. you can have a structure of course and it works perhaps most of the time but I don't know, you almost lose that sort of taste, that love, or that little special something, you know what I mean? The originality, because then it becomes very robotic, I think. Exactly. And I mean, and you can even hear that in just like the commercial radio now, right? Yeah. Um, No, that's why I'm I'm a big fan of, of, well, yourself, but also like Alina (laughs) Baraz too, because, you know, there's just that like, yeah, that special something that um, makes it, you know, a great piece of, of music for sure. For sure. I, uh, it's funny you mentioned the, the, the voice memo app too. Cause so I'll do that sometimes. Um, but it's more with like melodies that I just have in my, in my head. Yeah. So I'll just like, I'm a terrible singer, but I'll just like somehow try to sing or hum mm-hmm. the melody that I have in my brain. But, uh, as far as like freestyling. So one of my biggest dreams and my life is to actually form a salsa band. Oh. I would love to form a salsa band. That I don't know when. So cool. Don't know, don't know who. I don't know when. Hit him I don't. Everybody <laughs> that plays a trumpet, whatever, saxophone, yeah, bass, hit me up. Um, I don't know. It's just like a, because I look at past sort of salseros from like the eighties, mm-hmm. and I see them with these like big orchestras or even just like a six-person orchestra, or whatever. And just the raw sort of like power and like the vocalist voice or even just the instruments and sort of like the tumbados, like the the rhythms. Uh, I don't know. I it, it 
attracts me to it and i would like love to do that so sometimes i'll just uh find like a salsa like beast style like a salsa beat or whatever mm-hmm. salsa instrumental and just like freestyle over it uh, just for like giggles but yeah that's one dope day. though. Make that your retirement plan. One day, <laughs> Be one like, day. yeah, I'm gonna do this at 50. <laughs> one day, one day, I'll get there for sure. For sure. Yeah. I've actually been thinking about like kind of maybe like I always did want to at one point. I had like this time where I was like, I'm gonna post it on Craigslist, like yeah. looking for band members. I think I did at a point. Nice. Um and then did I people was, reach like, out? I, I did. I had some people reach out that I actually found a few friends that make music in Lancaster okay. through that. Um, wow. Again, if they're watching this, they'll know who they are. But yeah, <laughs> so you know, you I know. think it was from Craig. I think that, yeah. That's I remember. hilarious. It's, it's funny. Um, <laughs> I didn't know like Craigslist was the, you know, was the, the medium for, for band that. Member. No, yeah. it is. You'll find a lot of posting, obviously for crazy stuff, sure. but people post like they need a band member and okay. people in New York City do it a lot too. But I, cool. I was very sketched out, so yeah i never said yes but anyway <laughs> i i've been wanting to maybe maybe if that's you know in the line for me i don't know mm. to like maybe have like a small band or just people that are always there performing with sure me. sure yeah i guess yeah. like performing live is different than like yeah definitely sitting in the studio and stuff like that um actually yeah so i saw your performance that you had um on on video the other day it was like called creative society or something like that yeah create society create society um, yeah so the ceo his name's kevin and he reached out to me um well friends reached out to like each other i guess through him and you know they wanted some performers to yeah. perform <laughs> so i was like okay i definitely want to do this so i confirmed with him and you know i had my slot of time yeah. And I had my feature, um, his name's John, or his artist name's Bianchi. He came out and performed with me, and it was amazing. Awesome. Um, so that's pretty much it. I have, like, a group of friends that, you know, we all kind of are always collaborating with each other. It's not, it's really nothing more than just being, like, this inclusive, mm-hmm. everyone's welcome group of humans that are making music called um, KMG. Okay. And they... They told me they were supporting me like the whole time as I was performing. Like, you know, you can do this. And I got on stage and I did that. And yeah, that was my first performance. Um, Uh, That was going to be my follow up question is, was that your first or have you done it before? That was my first one um, singing wise. So Uh I used to do like slam poetry and stuff. Like, I guess, nerdy stuff. (laughs) Um, I yeah, I used to perform reading my poems and I would be really anxious. But it's it's a different vibe, I think you know speaking a poem then showing like your voice and your talent and being yeah. vulnerable it's very different so I, I was really nervous but I, I just kept thinking the whole time like all these people want to see each other succeed like we're in a room full of people and That's creatives cool. that like as far as i knew you know maybe some people don't sure. have good intentions but like it was all love so i just went with it that's and, amazing yeah. i think um yeah i mean that's what music should be right it should be seeing other your colleagues or whatever succeed as well yeah and 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 being collaborative right because i think the problem there is it's just so wrong i guess wishing like like just bad bad vibes for other people i think and you're not gonna go nowhere you know thinking that way yeah so that that's amazing and uh were you nervous 
you know, when yeah. you were up no, there? No, my heart, I thought it was like going to fall. <laughs> like the pe- Some thing people, right there. yeah, the thing that people say where you feel it like ripping out of your chest. I felt that. Like, oh my gosh. I literally felt that. And I was like, wow, like this is important to me, I yeah. guess, because I feel like I'm going to have a heart attack. Oh, gosh. But oh, no. as soon as like my, my friend, like he was just like, you got it. Like, it's okay. As soon as I like saw him and was like, wait, like, yeah, like it's, it's okay. It's all good. I just, grab the mic and i was like okay and you can hear my voice quiver a little in the beginning yeah. and i think that's but normal. as soon that's yeah like as soon as i got into it and i was looking at like the crowd of people and i saw like smiles i was just like okay like i oh don't have to start yeah. shaking like this is so natural for me like i'm doing what i love and that's all that matters <laughs> that's amazing that's amazing no i um i can share a similar experience not by singing or anything but um when i dj yeah. Or when I did DJ, um, like for a crowd, you know, it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's nerve wracking because you're there to put a show or like, you know, to, to please a crowd, but it is so rewarding when you do see somebody just kind of vibing. Mm-hmm. Just that just, one person. It's just that even. one person right there. And like, that's it. Like yeah. you've already, like, you just feel the, the most amazing sort of like DJ or, or, or singer, uh, in the world. But, um, it's it's a really satisfying feeling for sure, and uh, big congrats as well for I guess your your first yeah, performance thank you. and hopefully many more. Yeah, r- right. I would love to, so we'll see. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Once uh once you get that AP, huh? Yeah, I mean that's <laughs> definitely no, like I'm I'm so serious. That's in the process. Okay. Um, it might take like you know EPs sometimes take years. Oh, I. Yeah who knows how long it'll take me um i have some trips before i can get into a studio that i have to get out of the way (laughs) but it's it's definitely in the in the plan awesome no that's that's awesome well i'll be wishing you well i'll be your your fan as always but uh yeah uh i think um i think yeah i think this is this is good we've covered so much i'm so so thankful for this thank you kat no it's it's honestly been an honor for for you to be here um it's uh yeah i i really admire what you have going on i mean as a you know artist as a you know writer and and everything i think it's really cool that you're you're doing this for for yourself but also for for other people to find themselves and you know that can learn from sort of experiences that you had to go through yourself but also through music um any you, you know anybody want to shout out you know what what do you have going on you know it's your time if you want to say something if not it's fine um just thank you for having me here and thank you you for anybody and everybody that watches this thank you for everyone that has supported me on this journey because this is just the beginning i think this Mm -hmm. is like just a taste of like you know any and all memories to come absolutely in my life with art in general whatever field or media it may be because like we talked about i have the film project and the book and these are things that are just like me putting myself out there because I need to like for my heart, like for my happiness. Absolutely. So just, yeah. Thank you to everyone that's supported me. A lot of producers, musicians I've worked with, I will work with and my family, (laughs) they're going to watch this video. So (laughs) thank you to them. La familia. (laughs) And yeah. Yeah. So, but thank you you, Kat again. It's been an honor. It's been a pleasure. But uh, thank you for watching, everybody. Uh, This is episode three of the Latinos Unidos Project. Uh, And as always, I hope we can stay unidos as Latinos. 
Make sure to get a fire inside her. I'll put it in the description. Make sure to check Cat uh, Marcela on all streaming platforms, and I will put her her uh, social media handles down below. Uh, thank you again, and I hope yeah. that you all have a great rest of your day, rest of your week, rest of anything, <laughs> every day, every day. Every day. But uh, cool. Yeah. Thank you.